Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It's May Tuesday, May 17th. And today I'll do a podcast. Tomorrow I will not. I will be on a plane, which brings up a good question. Should you invest in airlines? United Airlines up their um their second quarter uh estimates um let's see UAL is the symbol um they they pulled back they will be a buy on today's probably morning or afternoon candle it's up about 4% in pre-market um you know this this one hasn't performed all that great, but it, it's been oversold. The the RSI is at 40. The MACD is down below the oscillator line, and, and the MACD is about to cross up. Um, they lost $4.24 on their <clears throat> earnings last quarter, which, I mean, according to who you, depending on who you talk to, for an airline isn't too bad. But with them upping, you could buy Delta, let's see, DAL. Uh, you could buy what Warren Buffett did. I believe somebody, um, one of the big fund managers bought Southwest Airlines. Um, uh, their RSI is down at 40. The MACD looks like it's crossing up. You could buy the ETF Jets, um, which includes all the airlines if you really wanted to. Um, that one's trading at about 1912. The MACD is about to cross over. The RSI is at 37. So, um, I, I think you could get into any of these again, jets, you just look at the airline business and and planes are packed. There's a pilot shortage. They're going to have problems handling all of the demand over the summer. And again, um, we, we talk about this with oil, um, demand out outweighs supply. Well, I think that's what the airlines are kind of dealing with too, but um, you do have some pricing pressures because uh, if consu- if we are going into a recession and the consumers are feeling constrained, uh, they're not going to spend on trips. Well, I bought this trip that I'm going on, I, th- I think last year in like June or July, um, we kind of planned this trip. So uh, it was well in advance. We got decent I think I'm paying uh, from Atlanta to Vegas. It was like 360 for the airfare or something like that, because my friend did not want to go frontier. <laughs> um, he is a Delta Platinum snob, um, and we are going Delta. So he's paying for uh, a good portion of this trip because uh, he wants to go Delta. So uh, since I'm on a fixed income, I said, "Well, you pay for it then." Okay, he pays for it. Um, so. Uh, airlines, in my opinion, you go jets, J E T S, just get the ETF. Um, I, I, you know, again at 19, I think you could easily go to 20, um, 22, uh, with all of the demand and, and you did have this death cross. Let's look at the daily on jets just quickly. Um, 
The 50-day is under the 200-day already, so it looks like it's probably due for a bounce from 19 to 22, um, which would be your 20%. 10% would only be um, from 19 to about 21, which I don't think is is too much of a jump with all of the uh, increases. Again, you had United in, or yeah, United increase their their Q2. You're probably going to see Delta. You're probably going to see Southwest. You're probably going to see others. You do have JetBlue bidding for um, Spirit. So you've got some good news in the airline industry. Um, the MACD on Jets it, on the daily is not about to cross up. The, the RSI is at 37. Um, but I don't think that you see the downside to 16, which is what you saw in March. Um, so I think that's probably the take that I would, I would put on it. Um, I think if you can get this under 19 in the next two days, I think you take it. Um, you know, again, today is going to be an up day, so we're not necessarily looking for long-term trade ideas on today. That would have been yesterday. Um, so, uh, let's talk about earnings. Home Depot killed it. Absolutely killed it up 10%. Um, when they announced, um, same source sales up, uh, earnings per share up, um, huge, huge surprise on that one. There was nothing that the consumer, um, that said the consumer was bad. And then hour later, uh, maybe a half hour later, we got Walmart and Walmart, um, not very good. And the problem with Walmart, when you read through it, it was interesting because it was down 10% um, in pre-market. Well, it's down about 7% now. It's recovered by about 3%. Initially, they they missed. They brought the market down. Um, it, it initially was thought that this was the consumer, um, whereas Home Depot said the consumer is strong. It was thought the Walmart earnings said, hey, the consumer's the problem. Well, the consumer wasn't the problem with Walmart. As you read through it, it was inflation. It was costs. Um, So it's similar to what Amazon had was that, hey, they've got no overstaffing at Walmart. And honest to God, I go to my Walmart, there's not no overstaffing. There's people sitting around kind of, you know, lackadaisically putting things on shelves, blah, blah, blah. There's never anybody at the checkout line. So you've got lines out the door. Um, what was interesting was I did see yesterday, Walmart, half of their actual business is groceries. Um, and they're actually growing that category. So it's an interesting one. Um, you know, again, Walmart's down 7%. This kind of brought target down too. And, And if you guys remember, I own target, I do own a little bit of Walmart, but I own more target, significantly more target. Um, let's see, I'll tell you exactly what I own. Let's look at these two. Um, I have both of them in the long-term IRA. Walmart, I own about $8,000 worth and Target, I own, um, $22,000 worth. Uh, the re and the reason is I I initially invested $11,000 into Target. I initially invested about $2,000 into Walmart. Uh, the Walmart purchase was way back when, um, let's see, let's go back in the Walmart, uh, 2011. So it was 2011 that I purchased Walmart and part of it was I was shopping at Walmart back then. Then I wound up 
shopping much more at Target and the um I, I didn't initially buy Tar I bought Target I think years ago. Got rid of it, didn't necessarily like it. Um even though I like Target, it just didn't make sense to me. Uh, but then in 2020, uh, as the the pandemic kind of cleared out in May of 2020, I decided, okay, I'm going to buy Target. And the average purchase price was $116. Now, we've looked at this before, um, but when you look at Walmart, <clears throat> um, their P.E. ratio is 30.39. When you look at Target, their P.E. ratio is 15.52. That's an important factor. And let's go to FinBiz to look at the, the forward P.E. The forward P.E. of Walmart is 20. The forward P.E. of Target is 13. So if these were equal partners, say on a corner you had a Walmart, say on a corner you had a Target, um, Target would be the better stock to buy because they're half the P.E. of what Walmart is. Now, Walmart does significantly more business than Target. Uh, Target isn't as being in the grocery business, and what you get with Target, with Walmart, is you get people coming in for groceries and then shopping throughout the store. So you have a, a bigger, bigger uh, fish in, in Walmart. But me in particular, I think Target's a little more high quality. Uh, I go to Walmart because my particular Walmart here in Austell has fantastic um, uh, organic grocery. So, uh, but the difference today is Home Depot and Walmart. Which one would I? Uh, which one would I invest in? I'd probably go Home Depot. Let me see, just see real quick. Um, yeah, Home Depot's forward PE is seventeen at these prices. Uh, I think if you can get Home Depot under 300, I think that's the pivot price here. Um, but I will say, while Home Depot's uh, forward PE is 17, Lowe's PE forward PE is 13, and they report tomorrow. <clears throat> so while you saw a killer quarter from Home Depot, and they're up somewhere in the neighborhood of, um, let's look at Home Depot. Home Depot is trading 306. They closed at 295, so it's about four or five percent up. Um, this was up 10 percent and got pulled down by the uh, Walmart earnings. So, it, in my mind, I think you play this two ways: you play Target and you play Lowe's. Uh, they haven't reported; they could report huge surprises to the downside. But if you're looking for a long-term investment, I think those are the two that have better opportunities. Doesn't mean Home Depot doesn't have an opportunity because Home Depot's 52-week high, which was just set in December, is 420. But remember, this market is pulling down the P.E. ratio, and the P.E. ratio of Home Depot is probably in the neighborhood of a, of a 15, maybe 16, which is where the, um, the S&P is currently trading. Uh, their current P.E. ratio is 19. So that's going to be brought down as we start to shrink and, and the Fed starts to raise rates. Um, we have, uh, another, uh, take two interactive. Um, I think that's take two is TTWO. Um, they reported earnings, very good earnings. Um, uh, the, one of the things that they said was, um, it, it, it dropped and it is a pandemic play, blah, blah, blah. 
But one of the reasons why it's up in pre-market is because the the management traditionally has been very conservative on their guidance, meaning that they always want to blow out their quarters, so they never kind of um, overestimate or even estimate close to where they're uh, they're gonna go, and they're they're pretty honest about it. So uh, that's why it's up. It was a final trade in 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 CNBC yesterday. I forget who did it. Um, I think Dan Nathan was the guy who did it, but I like that one. Uh, I don't particularly know too much about their games, but they are buying Zynga, which I know is an enormous um, mobile gaming platform. So take two, EA, um, Activision Blizzard. If I had to pick my bet, I would probably tie my bet to Activision Blizzard. Um, uh, let's see. A, uh, ATVI. That's what it is. ATVI is, uh, their forward PE, by the way, is 19. <clears throat> this one is, um, that, by the way, Warren Buffett bought more. Um, so this is a $95 deal. The stock's currently trading at 78. Um, if Microsoft takes it over. Uh, on their purchase price, it's probably going to be later this year uh, if it goes through regulators and things. So in, in my mind, in the gaming space, I think that's the best opportunity that you have. Uh, an opportunity that hit yesterday was LNG, L- LNG, Chenier Energy. Um, the forward PE is 11.77. This one had a MACD cross-up. Well, I shouldn't say it had a MACD cross-up. LNG um had a it, it's going to get it this morning i thought it was going to get it yesterday afternoon but it's probably going to get it on today's candle it's trading at uh let's see what pre-market is <clears throat> it closed at oh come on 136 and it's trading at 138 liquid natural gas is up four percent in the pre-market um again energy is going to be a big play i believe um, so LNG, uh, Tom is like this one. I like this one. Uh, the earnings have already passed. Your ex-dividend date has passed. In my mind, I think you go back up to the one one forty eight. Um, uh, yeah, probably one forty five, one forty eight. So you've got a good close to ten percent there. Um, and again, I I think the energy space is just one you could probably hold on to this one. When I look at the daily chart on this one, um, let's see. I want daily. Uh, I didn't want favorite daily. Uh, when you look at the daily on this one, the it's using the 50-day as its support level, which is right about 136. So while it's up today um, and, and the MACD doesn't look like it's quite crossing up, but the RSI is at 49. So buyers are going to show up on this one. It's a natural gas play. Um, in Finviz, they describe LNG as an energy infrastructure company engages in liquid natural gas related business in the U S it owns and operates Sabine pass LNG terminal at Cameron Paris, Louisiana and Corpus Christi LNG terminal near Corpus Christi, Texas. The company owns Creole tail trail pipeline a 94 mile pipeline in the Sabine pass. This is going to be huge. Again, it's liquid natural gas. If you guys look at your electric bill. Um, natural gas is going up. These guys are raising their prices. This is just a utility play. 
Um, I've, I've read and, and I've seen, I'm uh, probably going to most likely this summer do another trip from Atlanta to New Jersey driving. And some of the supercharger, um, prices have been posted online. It's kind of crazy. Um, from this year to, from last year to this year, you're doubling in price, the supercharger prices. And that's based on just local utilities charging more for energy. And I, I think it's 60% of the, the energy in this company is na- in this country is now gained from natural gas. I could be wrong on this one, but it's a huge portion of um, our energy production in this country. So uh, I, I think, again, that one's a good one. Uh, XLE, I think I may have talked about this one yesterday, but XLE, um, the energy ETF, uh, had a buy. Um, it looks like on Friday at $80 and 78 cents, you're at $82 and 78 cents today. Let's look at where it is in pre-market In pre-market you're at $84 is up $2. So buy at 80, you'd be up 5% already since that, that buy triggered. Um, again, the MACD is kind of a, a pretty good indicator. The RSI is at 62 on this one. So you do have a bit of an oversell. You might see a pullback. I would say don't buy it today. Wait for this one to to kind of cross down back towards the 80 to 82 level. But I do think, let's see, the 52-week high is uh, 82.92, which was set on May 6th. So you're going to open up at a 52-week high this morning. Don't like to buy at a 52-week high, but energy is just killing it. Um, so um, Berkshire Hathaway bought Citigroup. This is his new, I think he, they said he got rid of um, Wells Fargo and he bought a ton of Citigroup. This is pushing it up to close to the $50 range. It's $49.85 in pre-market um, from $47. So you're up almost 10%, uh, maybe about 7 8% on this one. Uh, I like this one. Uh, again, when you look at book value on this one, it's trading right at or below book value, and uh, they do have problems. They've got major problems um, with the structure of the bank. Um, financials have not performed very well. You don't know, did uh, Warren Buffett actually buy this one? With the morning candle, you're probably looking at a MACD cross-up on this. Um, this one has not performed very well, but the algorithm has performed better than the actual stock. Um, which indicates that this stock is on a downward spiral. Um, so let's look at the daily on this one. If we look at the daily, yeah, I mean, the 200 days, just, just negative. You do have a small gap here in the daily between 62 and 63. Um, in my mind, I, I don't know that you're necessarily going there because if the consumer's weak, um, you pass the ex-dividend date, you don't have any catalyst. The RSI is at 37. With Warren Buffett potentially buying a big stake in this one, potentially adding more um, while this is going on, maybe this is the turnaround that it needs. But in the daily, in the weekly, you do have uh, the death cross coming up, which is the 50-day crossing under the 200-day. So I wouldn't necessarily buy this one today. I, I think the hype is out there for the Warren Buffett purchase. But I do think at 47, you kind of look at this one because my guess is he's been buying this one um, for the last quarter. If he's been buying it for the last quarter, I would probably think he's in between um, 
probably 48 and 50, maybe up to 52 is where he's been buying this one. But kind of tells you if, if, if um, Buffett's buying it, he talks to most of the management staff. He's a big believer in this one. In, in you know, uh, kind of the, the ones that he initiates uh, buys in. So uh, I do think that this is it probably should be on the list. I'll add it to my list. Um, let's see. Uh, Home Depot, Walmart, natural gas, oil, uh, China. China may be going back up. China, um, China opening up, I should say. Uh, by the way, and with that, we, we look at oil. Um, it's a buy at 174. Like I said on Friday, uh, UCO kind of passed it. It's at 181. Um, I, I kind of had said, hey, this is going to 190. <clears throat> I think at 190, we see US, UCO kind of pull back. It's at 182, closed at 181 yesterday. Um, I think you see this one pull back if we get closer to 190. Um, but you've got your Oxy. Let's see. Your Oxy is up 2% in pre-market. Um, your Devon is up 2% in the pre-market. Um, these are get, definitely getting stretched due for a pullback at some point. Um, but, I, I, you know, again, I can't, can't speak too highly about energy. Um, I was starting to talk about China. China's starting to open back up. That means oil demand will start increasing. Um, that kind of going to you know push these oil prices a little higher. You've got China opening up. You've got Memorial Day coming up. You've got airlines being packed. People can't fly. So you're going to be driving on vacation. Um, you know, what's the U.S. consumer going to do? They're going to stay home? Hell no. U.S. consumers going out this summer. They're traveling. They're going to do things that they haven't been able to do for the past two years. So, um, you know, again, we're going to be uh, recession restrained because uh, inflation is out there. But I, I think people are going to look past it and they're just going to drive. Um, they're they're going to think, well, I'm going to drive because the airlines are packed. I don't want to deal with that frustration. Uh, prices will start going up on airlines because of fuel, blah, blah, blah. You're in a vicious cycle. So. Um, I do think that that's an opportunity for you on the, the again, the China side. Um, it was also noticed that uh, I think an analyst, JP Morgan or somebody said, hey, it's time to invest in China. So BABA is way up this morning. Let's see. BABA is up 7% to 92. Um, DD, I think one of the, um, or it may have been pinned to a duo. Um, or it might have been a, another one, but somebody reported this morning and they were up huge. Um, so Pinduoduo Duo PDD is up um, about 10% to $40 a share. Their 52-week high is 143 in June of last year. Um, so in my mind, I think with the U.S. consumer kind of going into inflation, U.S. consumer kind of down uh, with the China stocks, um, you, you know, Kevin O'Leary, I think, said this. Um, he's only got 5% in any uh, investment. And so he said, why am I not putting 5% into China? Because if I lose 5% and it goes to zero, which is not likely, um, I'm not that hurt by it. But if that 5% doubles, that's a 10% stake, and I'll just take my profits and get it back down to 5%. Um, Baba is one, you know, I, I personally have... 
$20,000 into Baba, I think which was worth $6,000 today. <laughs> Shouldn't say that too loud, but uh, my Baba investment, I wrote it all the way up. Um, you know, I bought it at 213, wrote it all the way up to $230. Should have taken my profits at some point. I didn't. I'm down 60% on this one. I need to start av- dollar cost averaging. I just have been afraid to kind of put more money into it. I was going to take it as a loss. Didn't want to do that. Um, it's too big for me to, to kind of take a loss on this one. But uh, listen, at this point, I, I think it's, you know, probably start starting to be a time where I need to take a look at it. Um, in the algorithm, uh, we had a, a trigger yesterday, 87.80 was the buy yesterday afternoon. So you're already up 7% if you wound up buying it yesterday, um, which, you know, again, if you can get it under 90, I think you get it under 90. That seems to be the play on BABA. Um, the RSI is at 44. It's going to you know, continue to go up from here. Uh, the daily uh, looks like it's, it's kind of bottoming out, if you will. I mean, there's still, if you were to trade the trend on this one, you're still trading downward. Um, the, the daily has a MACD cross-up that's coming. Their earnings are coming on May 26th. Uh, do they announce something positive? Do they announce something negative? Is China opening back up? Will China, you know, close back down? Who knows? But um, the one thing that 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 I do know is ninety seems to be the price point. So if you can get it in pre-market, um, it looks like ninety-two. It's opening up. I would kind of put in a buy order. I might start my dollar cost averaging position down here. Um, their PE ratio is a little high, but again, it's China stock. So if, uh, you know, China has kind of laid off a lot of these, these stocks in recent days and recent weeks. So I think it's worth an opportunity there. By the way, the, the, uh, CNBC anchors were arguing this morning that, um, one of the guys said, Hey, it cost me a hundred dollars to fill up my gas car yesterday. And, uh, you know, they were asking, well, what kind of car do you have? And boom, turns out. Huge SUV and premium gas. So, um, you know, do I feel sorry for people who have expensive cars that need premium gas and enormous gas tanks? No. Get an electric car. You know, get that uh, Rivian, get that Ford uh, electric. You know, if you got the money for one of those types of vehicles, you got the money for another type of vehicle. Save the earth. Do yourself a favor and us. Um, Merck is an interesting one. MRK. This one has been on quite a run, ironically. Um, And then we'll look at Eli Lilly. But this one, you had a buy-in here on April 29th. um, In the morning candle at $88. You're at $92 today. Uh, And my friend, weekly stock pick. This is his pick for the week for his uh, weekly options play. And so far, I think he's doing well. I think he's doing real well based on, you know, yesterday's candles. Um, I, I think he's got a significant play on this one. I need to look at the email to see where he played this one. But he bought his options yesterday, entered in. It'll be good for him because I know he's had a couple of uh, tough weeks, specifically last week with Chevron being his play and energy just getting killed last, early in the week last week. Um, so he, to protect his uh, equity, kind of got out early. Um, probably was a good thing, but, uh, again, uh, Merck, 
I, I think this is a good one. Um, you know, the last play that you did on this one, uh, you wound up buying in February 28th at 75. You finally got out April 25th for an 11% gain. Uh, this one, $88 is the buy-in. You're trading at 92 today. So Eli Lilly, um, LLY is the symbol. Uh, this is one, um, that I was looking at yesterday, uh, and it has outperformed the S and P by a long margin. Now, what's interesting about this is, is the, the algorithm that I have performs pretty closely to the actual asset. Um, you had 23 positions in a thousand candles, seven wins, 16 losses. That tells me that this one winds up shooting up. And most of the reason is because of, you know, it's a hype play. Eli Lilly announces uh, earnings. You know, the, the big one that you had was this February 25th buy at 243. You wound up running that one all the way up to 300. Um, it got you out with a 21%, but you easily could have had a 25, 30% gain on this one. If, you know, the algorithm, I think, got you out too late for the pullback prior to the last earnings. But they announced a drug that uh, will inhibit help with weight loss, I should say. I don't know the specifics about it, but it does sound like it's an enormous breakthrough. Um, from a, a drug standpoint to try and control weight. And I posted on my Instagram the other day uh, about, you know, uh, I think only 6% of the American population um, uh, does four factors. Let me see what that was because it's, it's an interesting stat that, uh, that I looked at. Let's see, archive. I'll look at my archive. Um, yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, only 6% of Americans consistently engage in the top five health behaviors. One, maintain a healthy weight. Two, not smoking. Three, not drinking excessively. Four, getting enough physical activity. Five, getting enough sleep. Only 6% of the American population engage in all five. So if you're smoking, you only maybe do four. You know, say you run, but you smoke. You only do four. Um, say you work, you know, 15 hours a day and you're so stressed that you only get like four hours of sleep a night. Well, you're not getting your sleep. And sorry, I had to turn that screaming off. <laughs> that was the uh, sound effect I put back there. But uh, again, Eli Lilly, um, maintaining a healthy weight is, is part of the five, um, main, uh, health, staying healthy, uh, traits. And this, this will help people. Um, you know, I, I'm not a big believer in weight loss drugs and things of that sort, but I do believe there are genetic factors and a lot of people that, that prohibit them from actually maintaining a healthy weight. And this will allow people with genetic factors to maintain a healthy weight. In pre-market, well, you closed at 299. I think you wait until this gets down closer to 290 to get this one. Um, you know, we saw a red candle in the afternoon yesterday. Uh, the, the CNBC, uh, the guy was on CNBC yesterday. The volume in the morning was enormous yesterday. Um, it was almost as much as the day after their earnings. So, um, definitely yesterday, uh, with some announcement, they got some hype. I think you wait until this one gets back down below 295, but I think you'd be okay on the 295. Let's see what this 52 week is on this one. Um, 
The 52-week high, I think it's right around here, to be honest, is 314, set back in April. So you're not too far from the 52-week high. This one does have a 1% dividend uh, yield. The ex-dividend date, well, uh, we've already passed it, um, so you're not going to get it on this quarter. Uh, the P-E ratio is 44. Um, let's see what the, the, uh, what the analysts say. Uh, on this one, because I know they've raised it. Yeah, the um, Morgan Stanley resumed coverage. It's out overweight. Um, Daiwa Securities initiated in March outperform their price target 286. Most of these guys have the price target about at this point. Um, so, you know, again, I think you wait until 285 to 290 to buy this one. I think there's been some hype on this one. The forward PE is 31, so it is a a little bit. Um, uh, stretched, but I do. This company has, you know, greatly outperformed the S and P today. I think UCO is your play again. Uh, UCO to one ninety. I think that's an easy one. Um, that's an easy, easy pick. SCO is kind of your play because I think the VIX, the VIX closed yesterday at twenty six. Um, it's down in pre market. Uh, well, I should say it's at, at twenty six now. At some point this week, you are going to play UVIXI for that VIX going back up to 30. Absolutely 100% at some point this week or next week, because this is probably my last podcast of the week. Um, you know, we, we were up yesterday. Um, by the way, oil seems to be coming down now um, for some reason, but um, there's an April retail sales number coming out. But uh, uh, Uvixi, the VIX will go back to 30. I don't think this is the start of some crazy good rally. Um, I, I, I think you're going to see these ups and downs. I think the, the, the market wants to be a little bit, again, name a bullish analyst that's out there other than Jim uh, Obenthal from uh, Farmer Jim from Halftime Report. But even he agrees the news is just not good. So. Uh, watch the VIX, play UVIXI, play SVIXI. I think UCO, I think Devon Energy. I, I just can't imagine that energies, even if it pulls back, I don't see it pulling back by 10, 15%. Um, I think those are great. I think Target down 2% ahead of earnings. I think that's a good one. Again, Walmart's down 6%. That was down 10% today. It was down at 136, 137. It's at 139 right now. Um, the XLE. Uh, I think if you can get that one closer to 80, 80, um, between 80 and 81, I think that's a great price for that one when it pulls back. <clears throat> um, again, I think you have opportunities in this market to actually trade. Um, I didn't do my analysis of the range that I think the S&P will kind of move in and out of this year, but I'm probably not the best to do that, that either. So if you're listening to anybody on the internet, um, find your own, you know, learn your own tools, learn your own uh, trade and, and try and make your own decisions. Um, use just the Internet people as guides because you can poke holes. Again, remember that uh, crazy uh, viral uh, uh, image that went out this weekend about how bad the pullback has been. Well, when you do a little bit of research into it, you understand that it's inflationary pressures, that the Fed printed a shit ton of money. and um, that that's why inflation is bad. So with that, I'm out. Enjoy your week. 
I probably will not talk to you again. I may talk to you again at some point. I might do like a two or five minute like I did on the uh, while I was working. But this is a vacation trip, so I'm probably going to be off. Enjoy your week. Good luck. And again, remember, the VIX is at 29 or 26. That's going to go to 30. That's a 20% profit if you just go into UVIXI. But I wouldn't do it today. Uh, uh, you know, again, you want to see what the market's doing, where it's going to go. As you start to see the pullback, I think UVIXI is your play. Because I think when you start to see the pullback, you're going to start to see a, a ton of movement in that UVIXI. So if you see it continue to go up, SVIXI is your play. It's complete opposite. Remember, Boyle and KOLD, um, those are your natural gas ETFs for the futures. Um, Boyle is the, uh, is the one that's going up. It's at 108 pre-market. It closed at 101. Um, KOLD is the short. So that's where it goes down. Um, that is, again, these are levered ETFs. By the way, uh, KOLD, the 10-day volume is 18 million shares versus the 90-day volume of 7 million shares. Um, Boyle, uh, that has 1 million shares, 1.8 million in, in 10-day. 90-day is 2.4 million. So everybody is trying to short the gas market. It's not working. Prices are going up. So uh, with that, take care, have fun, enjoy.